Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double deuce. It is the deuce, and it is here, and it is looking at you directly in from across the room. And it's got a drink in its hand, and it has got a smile on its face that looks like what for. And you're a little creeped out, but you're not going to say anything. You just kind of look away, but it keeps staring, keeps staring into your very soul. Like it's got something to tell you, and it comes over to you, and you're like, Deuce, why? And it's like, come with me if you want to live. And it turns out there's a Terminator there, and it's trying to kill you. And the Deuce has just been trying to help you all along. You have sex with it. And your son is the one who saves humanity from the robots. It's Double Deuce. Yep. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that was our time repeatedly with Double Deuce to stop the robots again and again. We're, we're, we're cutting it off. Yeah. Just no, there is, there is a fate, and the fate that we make is... Wait, it's no, there's, there's, here. A, there's a, there, I feel like there's a double deuce too. There's, there's a D2 because that one's awesome too. But then yeah, I that, feel like, but then like we got to like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, maybe it's the book squad is the T1000. I don't know. I haven't, we, it's only just was the best of Lawrence voting wrapped up. Hopefully you guys voted for us or if you oh, didn't, man. I guess it's whatever, but you know, that's, we, that's, that's who's in our crosshairs. Those book squad ladies, God bless them. You know, I have I, I think the book squad ladies may be on hiatus because I think one of them moved to Topeka. So I'm not sure what the status of book squad is, which is a sad thing for books and for the well, library. How does, it, how does it work? Like, is it? Well, once like, you move to Topeka, you can no longer read. You have to turn in yeah. literacy like as you yeah. enter the 10th Street exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to like go by the flowers for Algernon situation. Uh, exactly, exactly. It's like the you actually get your IQ drops the closer you get in proximity on I seventy, um, two two seventy. I I think. Um, I don't know. I I don't I don't really know that much about IQ tests. I I know that uh, I took an online quiz and it told me I should be in Mensa. Um, but I think it also wanted to sell me a book with my name as a Mensa uh, participant. Yeah. Um, for $125. Um, so if I bought that book, I would be in Mensa. Uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm in Mensa now. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm I want everybody to know how smart I am. I want to be one of those people who lets you know all the time how smart they are, um, mm-hmm. because I feel like those people like I don't want to have to figure out that you're smart, right? I want you to just tell me right away in a lot of a lot of small words. I want you to tell me how smart you are, and I want you to keep going about it. And what in the smart play instead of buying the hundred and twenty dollar book that says you're in Mensa, just buy like a twenty dollar t shirt that says I'm in Mensa and wear that around. It's like it's like a hundred dollars cheaper. And it's less words because you don't have to like show the book around or like bring it up. You just have it on your chest all the time. You don't have to say a damn thing. And everyone knows. Yeah, no, actually, that makes a lot more sense. Maybe I can return the book, but I don't I don't. It was a, it was a like Mensa to Do we just 28 shouldn't be in Mensa, though. Is that what just happened? Oh, n- no, no. I mean, I've got I've got the. What if I've this got... was the test the whole time? Well, what if this was the test? 
Oh, man, I may be dumb, guys. We may have just figured it out. I may be not very bright. But I also think that IQ tests are, I mean, they're obviously they're not a good indicator of actual intelligence. I consider myself to be um, an incredibly emotionally uh, intelligent person. I, I think about other people um, sometimes, uh, like, I don't know, not really how they're doing or anything, but just like as a concept um, and what they what they want from me and uh why why are they bothering me and why why do they want to talk to me and you're, uh, you're good at the theoretical humanism and what it requires of you exactly exactly um but i've still got a few like lingering issues from multiple concussions as a child with mm-hmm. object permanence so i also tend to forget that other people exist if they're not directly in front of me um which can come across as being unfriendly yeah but it's it's not it's just it's i had a lot of head injuries anyway um in menza i guess not now not anymore and uh i'm glad we had this talk yeah i'm sorry that that you're not in mensa anymore because potentially of me well i think it is because of you and i think that i'm actually when i process this a little later if I remember to, I'm going to be very upset. But right now, I'm just kind of sitting with those feelings. Um, still, honestly, still in shock that maybe I got screwed over. I didn't really bother to ask them, like, where is the Mensa Academy that you're writing from? And mm-hmm. maybe the fact that it just said Mensa201 at gmail.com wasn't the best sign. I mean, you know, maybe they've got a, maybe they don't have a website. Maybe they only have one Gmail email address at Mensa. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't could know. Be, maybe they're trying to save money. That would be like them, smarties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like me ish. Maybe. Uh, what we're going to talk about today, though, apart from um, my childhood traumatic head injuries, uh, we we were going to do a sports corner. Oh, yeah, sports. Speaking yeah. of, that was Which, a good segue. I, I had to fix my handwriting because it looked like like I wrote Spats Carter, and I was like, no, that's not it. You know what I, I love about, I, about like, I like the name Spats, Spats and, Carter. And, and I'm, not, I'm not like the biggest sports fan in the world here, but I love that like it's like the same teams doing the same shit every year. Have you noticed this? It's like just every year and like one sports thing gets done and then there's another one, but it's, it's, Oh my God, it's the same people from last year, but they've got some new people and we're supposed to be like, but these are our boys, our new people that we love always loved, even though we don't know who any of their names are. And then we're like, yeah, these are the best people ever. And then it's like, Oh, they lost. And, oh, it's another sport with the, some of the same people from last year, but mostly new people. And I'm really excited every time, every time. And then every time I'm disappointed, but then I'm excited again. So it's like a, it's like an emotional roller coaster. Uh, And, you know, I think that's what life is about is being excited about things and then disappointed by them. Um, And then there's something else. Yeah. What's that other, what's that other else thing? Well, it's the next sport, right? I mean, yeah. But you wanted to talk about basketball, which is uh, my, my I think, British- you know, it's weird because like 
there's college basketball, like, you know, getting really close to the tournament time, but it's weird because it's still like, there's nobody in, in arenas watching these games or anything. It's still kind of weird to watch. And I also, uh, it's been weird too. Cause you know, they've had to cancel games and stuff, which was good, but it makes like some of the, uh, determinations about like team rankings a little fuzzier because, People didn't haven't necessarily played the same kind of schedules or numbers of games anymore like they normally would have. So that's yeah. a little odd to see. But uh, at the same time, I'm like, I do. It's weird, like getting because I like usually tournament like uh, college tournament basketball, some of my favorite sports time of the year. But it just has a weird feel here this year, a year into pandemic times. It's still got an odd, real odd feel to it. Yeah, I know we we are uh, we're doing a like a March Madness uh, for the Willow a March Madness KU trivia night, which is like mm-hmm. a little bit of sports. Um, trying to trying to kind of, I was like, you know, nobody does like straight county or very few people do straight county KU trivia, and you know, March Madness would be a good time to do that. Uh, and we wanted to do a fundraiser around this time, so so did it. And and I'm just realizing that like the vibe is just not the same as in previous years. And so I think this idea, which is actually a pretty good idea, is going to be a little bit of a hard sell. But um, for those of you who are listening, I, I think want- for all for all the like the KU sports fandom in town, I do think that there is a certain amount of it that really is pretty low key, except for as the season starts going along and you're going out to watch shit in public at like bars and sports bars and places. And that, that gets a lot of people hyped up for it who generally would just kind of like miss it. Yeah. They weren't going out to socialize and and catch it to to get into the atmosphere of it. So, and I feel like even for me who watches more of it, it is still, it feels a little muted because you don't have that part of it. I hear you. I hear you. And and I'm hoping this will bring some some folks in who, uh, you know, like like the K that KU spirit, but don't necessarily uh, have, know a whole bunch about sports, which I think is a lot of people when it comes to like the March Madness tournament, because yeah, you do like the office brackets and everybody, even if they don't, um, if they don't know anything about sports can can participate. So it's sort yeah. of a fun chance to, to get everybody together. In fact, I would I started my lifelong love, love of Gonzaga came from um the uh the came came from from the tur- the fight the tournament because i i uh i had no idea where or who gonzaga was until the first year i bet on it which was way back when and i saw the name gonzaga and i'm like i gotta support i mean what even are they are the they are are they the gonzagians are the are they uh, you know we know now they're the zags are they you know well, they're, they, they're bulldogs too i believe well yeah and they could also be the bulldogs but i didn't know that at the time i just thought they're like the fighting gonzagas and i'm like that sounds awesome they sound like suicide vikings you know it's gonzaga and then they die or they kill one of the two or both why not why mutually exclusive see that's what's so great about gonzaga and they were real bad then. And then now all of a sudden they're real good. And I'm like, I love these guys. I've been down with these guys since I've had a t-shirt for years, man. You don't deserve, you're not a Gonzaga fan. Like I'm a Gonzaga fan, even though I, I know nothing about them other than they play in the tournament and they're called Gonzaga and they're in Washington. I learned that. I learned that about two years ago. I mean, they may win this year. Well, they may win. They may win, which means all of my, good effort will finally pay off this is a long con my friend and yeah. it's all thanks to me mensa winning book owner will averill how did you win mensa 
well, I didn't win it. I purchased a copy and, you know, I mean, I felt like a winner when I, when I was in it. Okay. But I think that's a win. Oh, so there's like a, so you meant there's like a comma between Mensa and winning. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Not a a hyphen. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes and no. Yes and no. Can it be both? Uh, Technically, no. That's not a, it's not any kind of measure, any kind of punctuation, like, like a, like a hyphen comma. Man. Man, uh, did did you uh, did you take Xlax before Thanksgiving Day? Because you are shitting on the parade, my friend. You are shitting on the parade, and I meant the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. It was a little esoteric. It's a, yeah. it's a big that kills the guys at Mensa and the gals and the gals and and um, all of our friends who are uh, non-binary uh, Mensa non-binary folks. They love it too. They all laugh. They say, oh, Willie, you're the funniest genius <laughs> in Mensa. That tracks. Like the like the Richard. No, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're the funniest guy at Mensa. I'm sure you've got that going for you. A lot of people think we're stuffy, but we, we like to have a good laugh. They do. Like what top five laughs you've had at Mensa? Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, there there was um an argument uh about the uh the symbiology in the the lateral third half of uh the second chapter of Moby Dick that went on for quite a long time uh until someone happened to to point out that it was a sperm whale mm-hmm. um which is a delightful irony that we all really appreciated um for the obvious reproductive mirth of that particular joke um mm-hmm. there was a there was a a, a huge uh over a phylactery joke Mm-hmm. Um, back in Ot two, uh, that was a big one. What um, to do with the phylactery? Like, uh, like something specific, or like just cons- the, like the concept itself, or like is it some kind of like play on words, or like? Oh, it was more of a it was a more of a, a play play on words because um, Reginald uh, said says the Eustace uh, says, "What do I look like? Uh, a nine to five phylactery worker?" And we all had a we all had a huge laugh because it was like factory worker, mm-hmm. but phylactery uh, work. In context, it was a literal gas. It was a literal guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Was there like yeah. something related to, to phylacteries that was the lead up to help like make it not just in just a rhyme? Well, I mean, the yeah, the conversation was the lead up. Okay. Yeah. It's it's all about context with Mensa. I mean, they don't do just like out of the blue jokes. Um, you know, they, okay. they would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's the see. observational. Primarily, primarily, um, although there's they do do some some really funny uh, meta humor, um, mm-hmm. like uh, like the time um, that that uh, 135 IQ uh, 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 Jimmy, uh, he, he said, what do I look like an idiot? And that was pretty funny because mm-hmm. Mensa. Uh, yeah. And um, is there like a specific all- look? 
Or is it just all the t-shirts that say I'm in Mensa? A specific book or look? Look. look. Oh, uh, like how do you how do you how do you know if somebody's I just mean in like because you, you're you're like you seem to imply that like anyone seeing seeing a member of Mensa would be like, oh, clearly they're in Mensa. Like oh. I'm just wondering if like some of them don't fly under the radar. Oh, well, I mean, like we we have the shirts and then there are the pins and um, then there are the 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 bumper stickers that, that are, are like um, my other car is I'm in Mensa. Um, and uh, and then there are like uh, the tattoos, the Mensa tattoos, which is uh, just like Mensa. But sometimes it's in French. So it's like La Mensa. Um, and that, that French for Mensa. Yeah, the well, the Mensa, yes. Uh, and and then there's there's um the Mensa hats, uh, the the you know, the yeah they they had the the real fun like uh make Mensa great Mensa hats um which were mm-hmm. who, during the Trump administration make Mensa um, great Mensa make Mensa great Mensa mm-hmm. uh you know I mean we listen to Mensa music there's a there's a there's a wide variety of like mensa made tunes by by mensons um uh yeah and and we like that music it's like world music um but the but with a with a with a four eight beat yeah yeah what kind of beat does world music usually have uh well that's usually a 1620 or a 3218 mm-hmm. depending on if you're if you got a uh a samba or a didgeridoo mm-hmm. i mean that's Which just, of those is the typical didgeridoo speed? Uh, Thirty-two sixteen is always the didgeridoo speed because that uh, resonates with the natural harmonies uh, of the elephants from which didgeridoos are made. A lot of people don't know that elephants resonate at a thirty-two sixteen. If you go up to a, an elephant and you uh, you start beating out a thirty-two sixteen beat, elephant explodes. A lot of people don't know that. That's why. Uh, that's actually why Hannibal lost. Uh, the Romans figured that out. Fucking elephants, animal and his elephants, they crossed all the way over the Alps. They were doing great. 32-16 beat by the, the second legion, uh, Ravenia. With their uh, didgeridoos? Boom. With their didgeridoos. They just whipped out, like they put down their, their they put down their gladiuses, gladiuses and they, they put down their, their big, big, uh, big shields that I can't remember the name of right now. And they got out their didgeridoos and they played a 32-16 and fucking Hannibal's elephant exploded everywhere. And Hannibal fell off. He's like, what the fuck did you do to my elephant? Mm-hmm. And and he was real mad. And then they then they killed him. Scipio Africanus won that battle with the didgeridoo. A lot of people don't know that, but Mensa knows. Mensa's watching. Okay. Listen, I feel like we've gone to some places that might be a little bit intellectually lofty for our average listener. So I, you know, I'm happy to. Happy to tone it down if this is getting too big. I mean, it's been it's been pretty intense. It's been pretty it is, intense. I mean, you Speaking wanted to... things that are intense. Like I can't let an episode go by without mentioning our sponsor, Applebee's. Applebee's oh, yeah. is like a breathe right strip for your butt. That definitely brought the crowd back. There we go. To, to the yeah, way to way to really. There we go. Way to bring that home. Can you? I'm sorry. Could you just repeat that one more time? Because I, I made me laugh the way you said it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Applebee's. It's like a breathe right strip for your butt. 
Yeah, no, it, it ages like like fine wine, my friend. You know, you know like when you got to breathe right straight, like really, really opens you up. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, really gets I mean, the old air flowing. A lot of Americans walk around with no masks and tight asses. You could use a little, a little butt opening, a little butt breathe writing. You know, get some yep. air in there, get some air up that yep. tushki. Applebee's. Yep. Fan your uh, what's that area called? The the petunia, uh, pin, 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 penultimus, the, the 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 what's the area between the like the taint area? What's that called? That the, the perineum, perineum, that's the one. Shit, don't tell the Mensa folks. Yep, uh, yeah, fan your perineum, get that, get some air in there, get some air in there with Applebee's. Applebee's, there's sugar in our drinks. I mean, it's America. There's sugar in all the drinks. That is true. That's the thing about America. Um, I was a really good sports corner. It was. You know, I've almost forgot. We should, we should, before we get out of sports corner, we should maybe, like, look back at how Nelson was maybe right that Les Miles wasn't a great KU football hire, necessarily. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. You can Remember like, when I inadvertently... Found myself drunk. It is like welcome press conference, like hawk talk. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It. yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting that after after all these years, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just was thinking like I just wasn't sure that he was a very good football coach at the end of the day, but uh, yeah, apparently that dude's a real scumbag. Apparently, apparently, and. Um, you know, he, he, uh, it's just, it's just, I don't, I, I feel like when you got that much eyes on you and like the one thing you, 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 you just, you just don't want to do like is, is hang out in college girls dorms and like hit on them. That's like the only mm-hmm. thing that you, you really don't want to do. Like, I mean, you can practically like murder somebody and be okay still, but that's like the one thing that you don't want to do. And they, and they do it. They do it. They keep doing it. They do it all the time. They do mm-hmm. it over and over and over again. And I'm like, what? What you're not very good at your job if that's the one thing that you shouldn't do and you keep doing it. And he also, you know, didn't really do a good job with the other part of his job, which was doing the, the football thing. But yeah, I mean, it was a real uphill battle. You don't get, don't get me wrong, but I always feel like yeah. that guy's that guy's like uh big LSU like run, like uh, he coasted on uh on some saving players for a little while and then he was still solid, but at LSU, like with the kind of talent he could bring in every year uh yeah yeah it's just like it's like you cut the humanities department for this Mm -hmm. come on guys you got to get better sports that was our time that was you know i feel like i feel like that was a heavy topic to end on but at the same time Oh, you were going to apologize to your mom. You should really get that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So last minute uh, before we before we end this one, because we're not going to get to the next one until next week. But um, I I did make some pretty uh, snarky comments towards the fact that my mom doesn't listen to the podcast, which she she doesn't. But she did, in fact, listen to uh, last week's question and answer podcast. And she was deeply offended. Uh, I think mostly that Mike Anderson hadn't contacted her before he left town. But um, also what she said was she was offended that I, I, I called her out on um, uh, on not knowing the difference between the different projects that I do, namely Mass Holes, which, which Mike Anderson was a part of, and this podcast, which 
unfortunately, Mike Anderson has not yet guest hosted on that. We would love to have him do that. Mike, wherever you are, is he in Georgia, Florida, uh, Alabama? I don't know. Uh, he's somewhere in the South. He was last sighted somewhere in the South headed, headed towards Florida to catch a boat with a bag full of, uh, of cocaine and, uh, and a lot of rage. Um, but anyway, Mike, if you hear this, too good to flee the country from the Gulf coast, Mike Anderson. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. He's the kind of guy who can't just flee. Anyway, Mike, nothing personal. Were they looking for you there? Was there like an APB out for you on the Gulf coast? We don't, you know, had to get, had to get, it was Atlantic or bust. Is that it? Mike Anderson. Is that what was going on? He might be in the desert for all we know. Mike Anderson is the lizard. I hope, I hope he's not in the, the desert. If he was trying to get to Florida from here, that would be way in the wrong direction. That would be like the time my cousin Paul, uh, like he and his girlfriend ran off to join the fishing boats in Alaska and they ended up in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's like, you guys really took a wrong turn somewhere. And by the way, can you return and pay the rent, please? We've long since gotten gotten over that, and I I adore him and his his. Uh, he was a recent guest at our live show. He was, and he's he's the most fun. And his his new um, partner is she's lovely. Mm-hmm. And we like her a lot too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think I feel like at this point in his life, if he wanted to go to Alaska to work on the fishing boats, he would get there. So I'd like to say I'm proud of you, Paul and Mom. I'm sorry. Mike Anderson, dude, whatever you said to her, you don't have to flee the country. Just, just, you know, apologize, man. It, it works for me. I'm not in trouble anymore. <laughs> and yeah, that's, a, I'm glad you took care of everything there with yep. that explanation. And uh, if you, uh, if you need to get in touch with me, Did you say um, you were sorry. I couldn't remember. I don't, I think I just said just now that I, I had just said explained the situation. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, mom, um, I guess I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, if, if you want to, if you want to send it, that's okay, son, you can send it to Mensa will at gmail.com, which is my new address. Now that I'm a genius. Double deuce. My IQ is so big. This has been double deuce podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad. This outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at DoubleDeucePod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce.